Hey, good afternoon. It is Wednesday. That means it is the 573 report on Power Mizzou brought to you by 573 Tees, which may or may not have produced a new t-shirt on uh, Tuesday night related to something that may have aired on Kansas City News, which I cannot repeat, um, but would highly recommend you check out their Twitter account at 573-TEES to check out. Um, it is topical in advance of Missouri playing Kansas in basketball, and I will just leave it at that. It is the holiday season, Christmas a couple weeks away. If you need a gift for the Missouri fan in your life or really just for a Missouri resident in your life, either go downtown in Columbia on uh, in Alley A between 9th and 10th Street or go to their website at 573-TEES.com. Check it out. Pick up something. They've got all kinds of options for you guys, uh, great partners of ours all year long, and encourage you certainly to do some of your holiday shopping with the people over at 573 Tees. And we now bring in Mitchell Forty, whose uh, camera angle I forgot to adjust. So he is incredibly large on your uh, internet screen right now. But we're taking care of that. It is all fixed. And uh, Mitch, I really only want to know one thing. You were at the Missouri Eastern Illinois basketball game last night. How many Ruiz Castillo tacos did Marty Simmons order on the way to Columbia? I, I think a lot. Uh, he, he looks like he could put away a good number of tacos. And I'm, I actually, this is real, like, true, true thing. I saw two different Eastern Illinois players throw up in a trash can on the sidelines. Uh, the, the, they apparently have some sort of bug going around, or the tacos didn't sit real well on the way in. I, I don't know. I, I refuse to think Ruiz Castillo could do that, the fine people there who once spurred Eastern Illinois onto victory. Yes, and I refuse, frankly, to explain this story and why we find so much joy in it. If you don't know, you don't know, and you're going to find out eventually. Uh, every time Missouri plays Eastern Illinois, and even when they don't, we will bring it up for future years. Um, speaking of throwing up, uh, I don't know. There were probably times sitting in the arena you wanted to throw up watching that game. Yeah, it wasn't the prettiest. Uh, Eastern Illinois, man, they are bad. Uh, that I mean, that was that was a rough offensive display. Missouri, obviously, not a ton better. They they only shot two of nineteen from three. Uh, did two teams that that rank in the bottom five nationally in at least one offensive category. Eastern Illinois ranks there in most offensive categories. Missouri is there now in three point shooting. Um, so yeah, they are now twenty four percent on the season. They did at least at some point figure out like, oh wait, we're way bigger and more athletic than this team and I know people you know knocked on the athleticism of this team but they were more athletic last night we can just get the ball in every single time and score and or get fouled so um, they scored 50 points in the paint you know freshman played a bit nice to see a win I guess but it was yeah not exactly what I would call a uh, piece of basketball art yeah we're not going to spend a ton of time talking about that game I know you want to I know you would like to break down the the pick and roll stats and all that in that game um I don't know. Trevon Brazil played, and I guess that's a good thing. We actually, the freshmen were allowed to be on the court. It means nothing. I, I, I'm asked a lot of times if you could ask anybody a, a question and know you're getting an honest answer, what would it be? And I think actually right now it would be, but for real, Conzo, you told us this was a good shooting team. Like, 
Was that a real thing that you thought? Is there a reason you think that? Like, what led to that statement? Because they're shooting 24% from three-point range. And I'm not going to say I could shoot 24% from three-point range because I know I couldn't. But I think there's a chance you could. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, it's been actually a little while since I played basketball. I was a decent shooter. Um, I mean, with no one guarding me, I, I, I definitely think I could. And and honestly, last night, a lot of those were, I mean, it's not like it was bad shot selection. I didn't think a lot of those were just wide open shots. Um, they actually airballed more than they made. I, I didn't count the airballs, but I mean, it was more than two. I know that for sure. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I assume that the three point shooting will get a little bit better as the season goes on. It kind of has to it kind of, you know, I mean, they'll probably have a good shooter shooting night or two thrown in there. But at this point, I think we can confidently say that he was not correct in saying this is a good shooting team. Yeah. Uh, also want to invite you guys who are watching live and appreciate everybody who's watching live, hit the like button. But also if you have questions, comments, we've got a few built up in the comment queue, but if you have questions and comments, make sure to put them over there. We will certainly get to them and uh, we'll, We'll address those more in the second half of the show. Um, we've spent way too much time talking about Missouri, Eastern Illinois. Um, this, as long as we're on basketball, we'll go ahead and do this part of it. Missouri is at Kansas on Saturday. Um, I mean, like, Missouri's going to win, right? That seems <laughs> fairly obvious to me. Um, yeah, I mean, it would only be a, a slight upset in the net where Mizzou is number 278 and Kansas is like number four or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it, like no one expects Missouri to win. It's really honestly just it's it's noteworthy just for the storyline. Really nothing to do with the game on the court. I, I think actually Missouri's biggest victory in this game is piss off Kansas. We're going to kill your net ranking just by playing us. You go down in all the rankings, but like in all seriousness, and I'll be interested because obviously your dad went to Mizzou. You, you knew more about Mizzou sports coming to Missouri than most people at 18 that are your age now do like, what's your understanding of this rivalry and your kind of uh, background in it? Yeah, I mean, I understand that it's very intense for sure. I always knew that, you know, Missouri and Kansas didn't like each other. And having been in Missouri for what, like eight, nine years now, uh, you know, you can still hear and feel that. I mean, you know, all the time, you know, we talk about I mean, people capitalizing the K in Kansas and you just hear stuff about Kansas. But I've never I've certainly I've never been to a Mizzou, Kansas sporting event. Really, I haven't seen the fans interact all that much, you know, in person. Like it's not even like, you know, in growing up in, in Louisville. Um, um, you know, it wasn't just the game where for Mizzou and Kentucky or Louisville and Kentucky games, because I didn't really go to the games all that often. It was more so like in school or, you know, in, in neighborhoods, in offices, stuff like that. And I'm sure that still happens in like Kansas City, but I'm not really around those those people because I work from home. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I, I Be, it's because like I you're not around any people. Right. Yeah. Like I understand intellectually that it is a big deal and these teams don't like each other, but I'm excited to like see the, you know, see it in person. Yeah. So that's the interesting part to me as someone who like literally in my dad's office, there was a poster um, with a, a tree 
bent over that said, you know, why do trees in Missouri lean to the West? Because Kansas sucks. Um, who was raised in this rivalry well before I covered Missouri or, or came to school at Missouri. Um, and who like, it, there were people in my wedding who were KU fans. And I think that's the beauty of it. Like I know a lot of Missouri fans look at this and say, well, I won't shop at this business that likes KU and I won't be with friends with this person. That li- no, that's the fun of sports is like the, the, the fact that, you know, you can know people who like the other team and give each other a lot of crap about it. But I, I mean, this, what is weird to me about this Saturday is the only person on that court, and I don't know who the Kansas assistants are, probably a couple of them will have participated in it, but the only player or head coach who has any background in this is Bill Self. Like, these, there is nobody on Missouri's roster to tell the people in this locker room, this is why you should care, and this is what this is. And, you know, I, I know... Like to people my age, it's still a thing, but I wonder if it's just not quite the same because it has been nine years since they played and it's just not the same thing as it used to be. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fair. I also do think, you know, that it's, it's one of those things where probably when the players, you know, see and feel the atmosphere and the energy that they will probably make sense to them that it is, you know, a bigger game than most. And, and, you know, maybe that's not quite the case this year because Missouri is so bad. Although I still think it'll be a juiced up atmosphere, but you know, like, I mean, you know, when was it 2017 that that they had that scrimmage for relief when, you know, it was a preseason game, but I mean, like you could tell, and I wasn't even there, but I, you know, just understand, I think the players could tell that that was a big deal. I mean, like it didn't, the game didn't even count, but it was, I mean, it was, you know, a charged up atmosphere. So I, I think that, you know, even if the players don't have experience with it, you know, they, they may not have the, you know, the, the hatred from stories handed down or past experiences or close losses or whatever. But I think that they usually do feed on the atmosphere. Um, but yeah, I, I agree that definitely, you know, taking the, the, the time off and the separation will have at least for a little while make it you know, not quite the, the, the level of intensity that it, that it was. Yeah. And, and I know every time I talk about this, I know that I piss Missouri fans off, but God, it's a great place to watch a Missouri, Kansas game. Like, I, I mean, it is one of those places that you walk in. I saw a football game at Notre Dame a couple of years ago. I've seen a baseball game at Yankee stadium. Like there are just certain places that you kind of walk in and go, all right, this is a little bit different. And they will, you know, I, I know Kansas fans have spent nine years saying we don't care about this. And uh, I saw that yesterday Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star tweeted out there are already 100 people camping out. So they obviously don't care. Uh, you know, five games, five days before the game, don't care at all. But they will play Grandpa Simpson, you know, saying uh, something about the, the 49 states because he will be cold in the ground before he recognizes Missouri and the place will blow up and it'll be amazing. And I don't know, like, I know it's going to be a terrible game, but this is what college sports are about to me. Like I I am looking forward to this Missouri basketball game 27,000 times more than I care about any other game played this season. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and, and yeah, I think that, you know, we, we've talked about the Missouri move to the SEC and all that and how it was the right the right move for a lot of reasons. But yeah, you definitely did lose some of the obviously the rivalry with Kansas, but just some of the more you know regional opponents. And, and that is you know part of the fun is just the the every year experiences there and, you know, games that your your fans can can go to or um, I mean, not really in this case, because I assume it'll be pretty much sold out by by Kansas fans. But, you know, teams you get familiar with, fans you get familiar with. And so, yeah, it'll be good to rekindle that. I hope it I mean, it's you know, it's a six game series right now. I hope it becomes an annual thing. I really do. I hope it becomes like those other non-conference rivals that play every year, because I think that would be the best way to try to kind of get the rivalry back to where it was, is, is if it's an every year thing. And I kind of do like the play once a year aspect instead of twice because it's like you one team has the definitive bragging rights kind of like in the bragging rights series like it's if you lose that game you have to hear about it for the next 365 days and and we'll get off this and and move on to some football and recruiting and stuff in a minute but like you mentioned earlier you grew up in louisville and it was a louisville kentucky and uh to me this rivalry is every bit what that one is every bit what Duke Carolina is, but I assume growing up in Louisville, like you compare everything to, to the Louisville, Kentucky rivalry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, like it, to me, that's the standard for sure. I saw it every day. I lived through it every day. And like, and this could be close to that, but it's hard for me to imagine, frankly. I mean, I don't, I don't see anyone getting in fights and dialysis clinics here. That's our Trump card. All right. Well, it, well, here's my Trump card. And I've told this story before. I don't know if I've told it to you, but legitimately, my grandmother grew up on a farm where people from Kansas came and made her family dig their own graves. And that is where this rivalry is rooted, right? Like yeah. at gunpoint, you know, so like this yeah. is not about basketball and it is not about football. Yeah. And no, it that's is true. This rivalry is different in that it's actual like it actually goes back to the two states hating each other. Like the, there's no obviously Louisville is part of Kentucky. There's no like hatred of the state of Kentucky by people who live in Louisville. It's just the, just the schools. So that that is a little bit different here. That's that's for sure. And, and it is the one reason I will say I have no shame in the only piece of fandom I hang on to is hating Kansas basketball and saying that you know, like this is rooted like legitimately in blood in the Civil War. And that's why I think it's it's different than everything else. And that's also why, frankly, I hate that we just can't even pretend it matters on Saturday. Right. I mean, it does matter. But also, like once we reach the first TV timeout on Saturday, we're probably going to understand that it doesn't really matter. Um, and, and whatever, it'll be what it'll be. We'll go, and I think it'll be great to be there. And and I really didn't mean to spend this much time on basketball, but frankly, at this point, it's it's kind of the the thing that's out there that, hey, this is the reason we're paying attention to the season. Um, the reason we're paying attention to football right now is recruiting, and, uh, you know, we've got we've got some questions. The first two questions we got were about DJ Wesselak, and, and I just want to say – I've been doing this for 19 years, and currently the Boonville defensive lineman is rivaling what I've seen for the most dramatic recruitment, so I'm going to assume it's the most dramatic one you've seen. Yeah, it's definitely, there's been a lot of twists and turns for sure between, you know, all the top schools lists, several that didn't include Missouri to, you know, the the uh, somewhat mysterious um, absence to learning he was cleared of the arrest to saying basically i mean it seemed from what we were understanding that you know 
he was almost a done deal to come to Mizzou to now going on his visit to LSU instead this weekend. There's there's been a lot there for sure, and I get why you know fans are annoyed. I I personally I guess I just I, it's hard for me to quite wrap my mind around like getting emotional about how a 17 year old views your school, but I'm glad you all do because that means you pay us. Um, so yeah, I mean, like it's, it's, it's interesting for sure. And I don't, I don't think anyone at this point, you know, it feels confident enough to say they know for sure what he's going to do. It does seem like this LSU offer is, is legit, is committable if they're bringing him down on an official visit right before the early signing period. Um, but obviously he's been to Missouri, like. 57 times. I don't think he needed to come to Missouri for one more visit. Including last weekend when there were a couple <laughs> official visitors in town and he stopped by for a day on an unofficial visit. Um, I would say a couple things. Mike Farrell, who is our national guy at Rivals, uh, put in a future cast for DJ to Missouri this morning. I texted with him a little bit about it and uh, I texted with DJ actually this morning and said, hey, but we'd love to come out and cover your announcement. Obviously, you know, if it's Missouri, that's going to appeal more to the people we cater to. But as just rivals, we'd love to be there. And he said, yeah, I'm working out of time. Would love to have you guys there. So whatever it is, we're going to we're going to go. And uh, I it seems really weird to say, but the tea leaves still kind of point toward he's probably going to end up at Missouri. Um, you know, I know that I've said that now and that there will be many posts on our board if I'm wrong, insulting me, and that's fine. Uh, we do what we do. I do never, uh, never pretend to be able to uh, predict the future, but um, people frequently ask that we try. So, um Floyd asks, how many players is Drinkwitz planning on taking in this class and how many spots are left to fill? So they've got 15 commitments. We're still thinking they're going to take between 25 and 28 total. The interesting thing will be how many of those guys sign, you know, next week and and how many spots they have left going into January. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, basically – Floyd, it's it's a mess. We don't know for sure how many they're going to take, and that therefore we don't know for sure how many they have left. I kind of I wrote something yesterday, kind of breaking down the roster and just you know who's going, who's leaving for sure, who could leave, um, and how many more players they could add at each position. And like it, it's not you know it's not a concrete thing. It, it depends you know who, which of the seniors who still have eligibility left but would normally be seniors come back, and how many other players transfer. I, I'm guessing, I'm still thinking it's going to be a total of somewhere between like 26 and 28 total additions in this 2022 class, including transfers. And I think they're at what, 16 right now, 15 or 16 right now. Okay, 15 right now. So there you go somewhere, you know, at least 10 more. Um, but not all of those are going to come between now and next Wednesday. In fact, I would say the, the vast majority will come after that, either before February signing period or even like after spring ball in the transfer portal. Yeah, so uh, we've, we're at 20 minutes for the show, and we generally spend about 30 minutes. So I was sitting here thinking, I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about for the next 10 minutes. But luckily, Jake B. has come through with a question that's going to help us out. Um, he says, no need to rele release names, but how many uncommitted players are you expecting on campus this weekend? I can tell you that I think there's going to be between 15 and 20 kids on campus this weekend. Um, I would say in the neighborhood of half of those are going to be committed kids. You know, uh, 
obviously the headliner is Luther Burden, but like Max Wisner still has not taken his official visit. He'll be on campus this weekend. Quite a few of the the committed kids are going to be here, and um, I I use that as as kind of a uh, lead in to a story that's actually going to be on our site tomorrow morning. I spent some time with Brett Whiteside, who is basically the director of recruiting for Missouri, the chief recruiting officer. Um, and people hear that and think, oh, well, he's the lead. Kind of like when Casey Woods left. Oh, well, the recruiting coordinator, he recruits everybody. No, that's not at all what Whiteside does. He lines up all the travel. He plans the visits. He, you know, gets these kids. And even I was in his office for an hour, and I think even we don't really understand what put what goes into putting a recruiting class together over the year. I mean, they've got 50 hotel rooms booked for this weekend. They've been communicating with caterers since the summer about this weekend. Uh, you know, they've got to line up 20 different flights. They they legitimately they can provide transportation door to door so they send cars to pick the kids up to take them to the airport in their hometown to fly to Missouri i it constantly amazes me just the machine that this is and everything that goes into just getting players to you know December 15th and signing a, a piece of paper Right. And that, I mean, that's just the logistics of getting them on campus. That doesn't even go into like, you know, building the relationship, getting to know the people in their inner circle, who is important, who has, you know, their ear, all of that type of stuff. That's just like truly just getting them on a visit. So, and then, you know, on a game day weekend, you've got, you know, game day passes and who's going to, you know, take time away from the actual team to like show them around and stuff like that. It's pretty incredible. It really is. Uh, I think that'll be an interesting story, but yeah, um, this will definitely be an important recruiting weekend. I mean, there's only, you know, only two here in December and we just had one before this early signing period. Usually there's three um, and, and Mizzou didn't have many guys on campus last weekend. So this is kind of the last big push um, before the majority of these guys are going to sign. Yeah. And, and I asked uh, Brett, you know, I said, by the time somebody signs a letter of intent, how many people have actually been involved in this process? And, I, realistically, he said every single person in this athletic department, but he said there's like more than 40 probably that are directly involved from graphic designers to, you know, recruiting coordinators to to this and that. And I, I think it's a, I don't know whether it's good, bad or indifferent. It's just it is bizarre how many how much goes into this whole process for what realistically ends up being like a 50-50 shot that a kid's ever going to yeah. be a player? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and for, you know, I mean, how many kids come out on an official visit the year? I mean, how do they get, like, 50-something at least? Maybe uh, yeah, they, they get know. 56 in a normal year. They get 62 this year. Yeah, yeah, so they have to do that so that many times. And then, yeah, the chances that those kids are going to commit to Mizzou is about 50%. And then the chances that the ones that do are going to end up you know, contributing is, yeah, probably about 50%. So, yeah, it is a lot of work. But as uh, Eli Drinkwood says, recruiting is, is the lifeblood. It's it's what, what keeps the program going. So, you know, more and more staffs are devoting more and more resources to it. And you can see why that, you know, I mean, like you wouldn't want to have your head coach doing all that while also trying to coach the team. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I had to line up a flight for my son to leave college to go to a training trip 
with his team to Florida and then come back home and then go back to school. That was enough for me. Like three flights. I'm good, man. I don't want to have to do this anymore. So I, I feel like it would be a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. You didn't even have to worry about like meals and who's driving them places. Yeah. I, wait, wait, he needs to eat. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's, that's none of my concerns. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we've, we've kind of covered it. I mean, there will be, I don't know, I guess bowl practices at some point. I don't really know. I have no firsthand knowledge of that. It just yeah. seems like they will practice for it at some point. We don't know if we'll be able to see it or anything along those lines. Yeah, maybe they even already kind of have started, although Drink did say um, that they were kind of wait until the weekend because of finals and stuff going on this week and next week. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously Saturday we'll be in Lawrence, so uh, we'll, we'll see if there's something to cover. We'll be there. <laughs> yeah. So um, appreciate uh, you guys who were watching live, hanging out with us and a uh, little bit shorter than normal because next Wednesday, I feel like we're going to have a full day. Um, we will, if we are able to squeeze the show in next Wednesday, we will. I know Mitch is going to be up in Kansas City following some kids who are signing with Missouri. I am going to, uh, you know, maybe go out to Boonville and see DJ Wesselak. We'll have somebody over in St. Louis. It will be uh, the busiest day of the year. And one last question and uh, kind of ties into this. Brett Stevens says, can you predict one surprise commit coming from this weekend? And Again, like if I could predict it, it's no longer a surprise, right? So, I, Mitch, I don't know if you have an answer to that question. Uh, I don't, yeah. I, I I mean, I still don't know the full list of who's visiting, to be totally honest. So until I see that, it would be, it would be tough. Um, you already kind of did c- predict one that then people are now kind of already mad at you for, even though it hasn't been proved wrong in DJ Westlack. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fair. I I predicted DJ Westlack to Missouri like three weeks ago. Last night, it looked unlikely. Today, it looks eh, maybe a little bit more likely, but truthfully, we have absolutely no idea. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have a we'll have a list of visitors on Friday morning in the chamber and uh, we will do our best to talk to however many of those kids actually do interviews and answer text messages. And I don't know. That's all I got to say about that. I'm getting discouraged just thinking about it. So yeah, I don't know. Anything else? No, that's it. We'll, uh, you know, be there Saturday and deal with the recruiting stuff and everything else that happens over the next week. All right, cool. So send us your, uh, messages, what you want us to, to pass on to bill self on Saturday. We will, uh, <laughs> we will let him know that you have all sent your regards. So, uh, all right, Mitch, we'll, uh, talk to you later, man. Thanks for, uh, hanging out. All right. So, uh, appreciate Mitchell 40 hanging out with us for a while and appreciate you guys watching. Uh, again, it's, it's really just kind of a weird time right now. Like there's a lot of things that are going to happen, but a lot of them have not happened yet. Um, but if you are here watching live with us, do me a favor, hit the like button, uh, on the show, subscribe to the channel, all that. 
when we are live, you'll get notifications, and we're kind of winding down as far as our streaming shows. We're gonna gonna still be next week, still on the same schedule: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, it, at least we hope Wednesday. We're working out our schedule Wednesday, seeing where everybody's gonna be covering signing day, all that. But Monday, Tuesday, definitely next week. Hopefully Wednesday, and then after that, we'll kind of reset and and see what goes on in the spring and all that. But appreciate all you guys who either have been with us every week and every day during the season, or maybe you're joining us for the first time, but subscribe to the channel. You'll get a heads up when, uh, when we do go live. If you're listening on the podcast, um, you know, give us a nice review, pass on what we're doing to other people. It does help. I don't know why I don't understand the algorithm and I don't want to take the time to, but appreciate all of you guys, uh, hanging out with us and appreciate uh, once again, five, seven, three T's, uh, they are the presenting sponsor for this show every week. Once again, just go to their Twitter handle at 573TEES.com. They have a new T-shirt that you might want to get and have in your hands by Saturday when Missouri plays Kansas in basketball. I don't really feel comfortable describing it and saying what it says, but just go to their Twitter account and you'll find it. Um, and you can order it online at their website, 573tees.com. If you happen to be in Columbia in the next couple weeks before uh, Christmas, go down to Alley A between 9th and 10th Street in downtown Columbia. Check them out. Tell them you found out from Power Mizzou wherever you order and uh, support them. We ask you guys to do that. Uh, we couldn't do what we do every week and every day during the season without our sponsors helping us out. So we just ask that you help them out. So thanks for hanging out. We will, uh, we're done streaming for the week, but plenty of news coming up. Huge recruiting weekend, and we'll be back next Monday. So we will see you all later.